Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And welcome to Reading the Gospel. Today we're looking at the book of Daniel, the gospel as it is presented in Daniel. And uh, I would like to start from another part of the Bible, from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 15. And the Bible says, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. I really like this verse because it connects gospel with the time that is being fulfilled. And that takes us straight to the book of Daniel. Yeah, but before we get there, Let's talk about how the gospel was presented to the characters we read about in Daniel. Um, we have we we could title this episode as the gospel as preached to Daniel, or we could title it as the gospel preached to Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, or we could title it the gospel as preached to Nebuchadnezzar, or the gospel as preached to Darius or um, Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar, you know, there, there's. The book of Daniel is the gospel preached to many different people. Mm -hmm. And every single chapter, we have gospel presentations, it seems. Mm -hmm. um, there is good news in every chapter uh, of the book of Daniel, especially the first half of the book mm -hmm. that is historical. In fact, every ch chapter in the first half has the same structure, from disappointment to appointment. Yeah. And there is a problem, there is a crying out, and there is delivery. And the good news is in that delivery, that is identical with delivery in the book of Psalms. And so we find in the book of Daniel, the, the context here, um, Daniel and his three friends are the focus, but the, the Nebuchadnezzar has conquered Israel. Mm -hmm. He has conquered Jerusalem, and he's taken back captives to Babylon. And in captivity, we find this message that God is presenting, mm. um, that he is still there, he is still present, he is still in control, and that he is still cares for his children. In the darkest moments of life, God is present, and he has a good news for us, and that is the gospel. I like to just quickly touch chapter one, I really mm -hmm. like this, after a long travel from uh, Israel, from Palestine to southern Iraq today. These uh, young captives are being selected because they look good, they pass a test of some basic IQ, yeah. and they are uh, ready to be prepared to be future administrator of the Babylonian Empire. And they were asked to serve the food, that special food that was prepared uh, in the royal palace. And Daniel said, look, I cannot do that because this food is unclean first uh, and second, it is dedicated to idols mm -hmm. and we cannot do that. And uh, he asked for the first scientific experiment ever recorded, 10 days of just vegetables and water versus those uh, fat loaded uh, foods from the royal palace. And God provided the delivery in the form of plates with vegetables mm -hmm. and cups of water. 
And Daniel um, builds this uh, faith in God and he learns to trust God because he saw results. Yeah, and this continues through the book of Daniel. In Daniel chapter two, I like to, you know, we do have the gospel as presented to Daniel and his friends, but we also have really the gospel as presented to Nebuchadnezzar in the mm -hmm. form of a dream that he has this dream about the kingdoms of the earth. And what the dream reveals is ultimately this stone cut out without hands, who is Jesus Christ. He, he's going to come back and, and the nations on this earth will not continue, but God will set up a kingdom that will last forever. And the gospel here is there will come an end to sin. Mm -hmm. There's going to come an end to pain and suffering, and God will restore us to that perfect communion with him, the, the, the perfect world where there is no sin. Um, and, and so we find the gospel presented to Nebuchadnezzar for the first time, not the mm -hmm. last time, for mm -hmm. the first time um, in this, this prophecy of time. And the last time the good news for Nebuchadnezzar was in chapter four, when he was given seven years of grace mm -hmm. to recover from his pride and arrogance and to be restored into a person which was initially created in the image of God. And it seems that that worked well because something happened in his heart and repentance was evident and he has a beautiful letter written to everyone in his empire and that letter is incorporated in daniel chapter 4 and the last verses in chapter 4 he exalts god because god was able to bring uh, humility and uh, uh, to shape his character yeah and we do not know who will be in heaven and who will not but there's mm -hmm. evidence and and nebuchadnezzar is apart from god nebuchadnezzar is the person i'm most looking forward to meeting out of the bible i, mm -hmm. I know there's other people i'd love to see joshua you know my my namesake and mm -hmm. um, i'd love to meet paul and and really everyone david mm -hmm. but most of all i want to meet nebuchadnezzar to ask him what happened in those seven years yeah what went through your mind what was the process of you know transforming a, an arrogant heart? And because on on his deathbed, uh -huh. he is telling his grandson to honor the God of heaven. Mm. To to um, he's still passing on. He's witnessing and sharing uh, his faith with his grandson. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go quickly to chapter three. Yes, when. The good news is in the form of a person. Three friends of Daniel decided not to bow down in public and to worship an image that was made by the, by, by the king Nebuchadnezzar. And as a result, they were thrown into a fiery furnace which was right there in public to be a demonstration what happens if you do not uh, obey the commandments of the king mm -hmm. and when Nebuchadnezzar went there to see what's happening inside the firing furnace he saw four people and the third one was described by by Nebuchadnezzar himself as being a son of God that means he knew something from Daniel Daniel 
preach the gospel to Nebuchadnezzar. And that Son of God is the Son of God that we know is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the good news, not in the form of deliverance coming, you know, from above. It is not in the form of uh, a promise for the future. Mm -hmm. It is in the form of a person who provides not only delivery, but provides companionship and support. It is a direct fulfillment of Psalm 23 that not if, but when you go through the the uh, valley of the shadow of death i will be with you and the lord was there with them um, in the fiery furnace yeah in chapter five we have the gospel preached to belshazzar now nebuchadnezzar shared it with him you know honor god belshazzar doesn't listen mm -hmm. and ultimately it leads to his fall you know mm -hmm. god comes down and and writes on the wall with a hand um these words and it sends um it brings daniel into the conversation but but if god was not seeking that message he wouldn't have written darius could have come in the the um Medo medes and persians could have taken over the kingdom without that interaction there um, but at that time we find we have an example of someone not accepting the gospel at the same time, that is God's last message of grace. Mm -hmm. And I think that Belshazzar could have turned around at night. Yeah, exactly. And could have maybe at least saved his life or uh, eternal life for sure. Uh, but he, he didn't. And we see this in Jonah, mm -hmm. where Jonah goes and, and preaches uh, the destruction to the Ninevites. And they do turn around. Mm -hmm. And then Jonah's sitting under a, a, a bush, um, angry at God for not raining fire down on Nineveh. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree that if Belshazzar at that point had have cried to God for mercy or for help, um, I, I believe God would have helped him. Yeah. And we have chapter 6 from the mm -hmm. book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel in the lion's den. It is a new king, uh, a new administration. They didn't know the works and the influence of Daniel in the previous empire, Babylonian. And now uh, he is trapped by some of his colleagues who uh, don't like him to have that position over them. And as a result of his decision to worship God and God alone, and to do it uh, in his private home three times a day. Mm -hmm. As a result, he is thrown in that uh, lion's den. And the next morning, when Darius, who realized that he's an honest man, could not sleep that night, and went to see what happened to Daniel, and called him, Daniel, Daniel, are you still alive? I'm looking forward to, to meeting you. I wish I could have done something for you, but you know, the laws of these empires that allowed me to do it. The good news was God's presence mm -hmm. in the lion's den, who shut the mouth of the lions. Yeah, and so Darius makes a new decree in, in Daniel 6, 26. It says, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. 
and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heavens and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? What is interesting is that Nebuchadnezzar went through the same steps, the same stages. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, Nebuchadnezzar was impressed by Daniel's God, as exactly as you read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darius said to worship Daniel's God. Yeah. And little by little, someone else's God has to become my God yeah. and my Lord. And that leads to a personal relationship with God. And as Christians, we believe in a relationship with the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So in the beginning, we started this episode by talking about Jesus, his first sermon that we have Mm -hmm. recorded, and he's pointing to a time prophecy. Yes, and that time is nowhere in the Bible except in Daniel chapter 9. Yeah, and we have this beautiful, this 70 weeks prophecy Mm -hmm. uh, that are decreed for the children of Israel to fulfill the covenant, basically, to... Um, accept the terms and conditions to live up to their end of the bargain. Yeah, Um, an extension of the time of grace. Exactly. But within that, there is laid out this this week um, where the Messiah will come. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the week, he'll be cut off, but not for himself. This is the place where Messiah is called Messiah, the anointed one. Because in Hebrew, Mashiach means to anoint and this is Jesus Christ is called the anointed, mm-hmm. which translated in, uh, in Greek is Christ or Christos. Christ means Messiah, yeah. which means the anointed one. The only place in the Bible where Jesus is called the anointed one. Yeah. And again, Jesus uses this and points back to this. And, and it, it is um, such an important prophecy that we have in the Bible that points to the, the very time when Christ came, when his ministry began and when he died. So it seems that his listeners in the time of Jesus Christ were aware about this prophecy mm-hmm. because that was a time of a high expectation for a Messiah to come. And they were studying the Bible. And this uh, verse from Daniel chapter 9 was very well known and preached to the people. Yeah. Yeah. And so In the book of Daniel, we find the gospel preached at many different levels to many different people. Um, What I think is important, it's not just preached to Christians. Mm -hmm. It's preached to um, people who don't believe in God or who believe in different gods. It's preached to the enemy of God's people. Everyone is important in God's eyes. Everyone was initially created in his image. Everyone has has a place in his heart. And Jesus Christ has a good news for absolutely everyone. And and God uses the experience um, of Daniel uh, and his three friends to preach the gospel to others. Mm -hmm. And so we can be used by God to to preach the gospel, even if we don't even know it, um, through the experiences we live in our life. Let's pray as we close. Father God, we look at the book of Daniel, and I am so thankful that you preached the gospel to Nebuchadnezzar, and that you preached the gospel to Darius and, and to everyone. Father, I'm thankful that you give second and third and fourth chances, that you keep 
bringing the good news to us over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I pray that today we will pause and we will accept it. That we will accept that free gift of salvation and we will invite Jesus into our hearts to change us. Use us as well so that others may see your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.